You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with With daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Here to bring you all the casual conversations on the shows, concerts, films, and events that we see and observe throughout our career. Uh, Our conversation today will feature spoilers, so please make sure you've listened to or seen the content we are discussing today. If you'd like, and if not, that's okay, but just letting you know there's going to be some spoilers (laughs) as we move forward here on what we're talking about. Moving forward, Sunday, March 19th, as you're listening to this, it is Monday, March 20th. So we have lots of updates for you as we're midway through March on some concerts that we've seen and some albums that have been released and some shows that we've seen as well. So we're going to dive right in because we actually have a lot to talk about today. Um, And we're starting with a new album that just came out a couple days ago from Allie and AJ. Mm -hmm. Um, This was really exciting. We saw Allie and AJ live maybe about a year ago or so. Um, Really enjoyed that. And now here they are with another album. They just finished touring, I know, with Ben Platt. They were doing that whole tour with him. And now they have this new album. Uh, What what is it about? What are the thoughts? Tell us everything, Jeff. So Ali and AJ are back with their fifth studio album with Love From. And I actually uh, really loved this album as well. I thought that this was a perfect segue from their last album, A Touch of the Beat. And I just really loved... How they're just kind of growing into this duo that really just shines for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, uh, is it fully pop music? I would say it's a little, it, it still has the underbelly of pop, right? Mm-hmm. And it really has this like Americana feel. It has this folk feel. Mm-hmm. It has the singer songwriter feel. And it was just nice. You know, what was your experience listening? I was listening to it on doing a lot of driving the last couple of days back and forth from different events and work events and things. And I found that it was really refreshing to listen to in the car. Mm. I always like compare things like, can I listen to this in the car? I don't know why, but I, I feel like there was something really, really nice about it that just felt, Oh, like this is cool. It, it kind of calms <laughs> you a little bit. Yeah. I thought I love the style of the album. I love the musicality of it. The chord progressions on some of these songs are really well written. I think it's well written in that way. Yeah. And I also think that they have a nice sound to their voice and mm-hmm. they're just enjoying what they're doing. And some beautiful lyrics in there, too. Uh, do you have a few, any favorite songs? Because I actually wrote down three songs that I really liked on this. Um, I did. I actually wrote down five songs. Oh, five. Well, maybe one of any of these line up. 
Should we start? I mean, the, the first one I really liked is the opening one. Open to something, and that something is you. Okay, I didn't I, put that one. But oh, I, I like it's a good opener to the album. Totally, yeah. I also put "Love You This Way." Okay, love that. I just love the feel I of that song. Too. Okay, cool. And then I put um, "Baby Lay Your Head Down." I okay. really like that song. You know, I'm going to bring up a funny little story okay. here about Baby Like Your Head Down. Okay, okay, let's hear it. Because when this single came out, I said, is this a Bob or a flop? And you said that this leaned flop. Okay, but it, it <laughs> but it's being pulled out of context. See? I know. It's I'm, part I'm, of an album now, and I'm listening <laughs> to this forward from to back, and it's more, making more sense now. And oh. I, anytime I say something's flop... I usually mean that it has to grow on me. It doesn't mean I'd hate the song forever. No, I'm saying you said it was like bop, flop, leaning, flop. Well, I like it now. And another fun fact there. I remember, because, you know, I have to remember everything. But one of the things was I said, this is something that we're going to want to play when we're driving around San Francisco this summer. And does that stand? Yes. It totally stands. California vibes on this. So sure. California. And yeah. it really has that America feel. Uh, another song that I wrote down, okay, which was my favorite, is Sunchoke. Oh, was, yeah, I liked that. That was my favorite <laughs> on the album. I think it's so good. And they have this lyric in the, the song, and it says, and it's just really something that kind of gets me, but it says, I'm so mad at myself, I could choke the sun. Yeah, that's it. I heard that. Do you that, ever huh? feel that sometimes you want to, uh, uh, you, you never think you would choke the sun, but like, yeah, yeah you're just looking at it, yeah. you're so mad, and you're like, oh, I could choke the sun right now. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did want to read a quote because they just did an interview with Nylon Magazine and uh, Ali had said, um, a touch of the beat, that record that opened up a whole new portal for Ali and I to feel comfortable as musicians and songwriters. So I found that was really interesting because that last album still had like their pop influences and now they're like, oh, we actually really feel like good songwriters and they... And their fans embraced that. Mm-hmm. That was something I really like liked to hear. From totally. Them. I think they have a really nice way of writing. They're the full package for me. They have nice vocals. They have good songwriting. The production value on the record is nice. It has really good production value on it. Mm-hmm. And it's not overly produced either. Uh, and I just really enjoyed it. I would definitely keep listening to it. Yeah. And one thing that I was going to say, too, is, like, we did see their last tour. Do you think that this album is a nice segue from that last album into this? From their from their tour into this, you mean, or their oh, from their last album that yeah, they toured the into. Yeah, touch of a beat. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. I think this is the direction they're going in, and it makes sense, and it yeah. works. And Which they're they also going to be touring this album. We're not free to see it this time around. Got but it. Got it. They did that tour. They opened for Ben Platt, and now they're doing another. They're busy. Tour. They're busy, and they're right? working, they're and good busy. for them. And I love it. I love it. Really, really good stuff. I just really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yay! And speaking of live concerts and performances, we had a couple live. Things that we recently saw in, yes, in the pop did. music world. We went to a Betty Who's big tour, mm-hmm. and let's just say something. Betty Who puts on a show, yeah. right? She's really amazing. It's the second time we've seen her. She we she embraces the audience. Mm-hmm. She lives with and for the audience. She came into the audience right near us and oh. was like, I'm going to play a couple acoustic guitar songs right here for you. She's not afraid of that. I so many that. pop stars are afraid of that. 
That was something I wanted to ask you about Betty, because sometimes we see these pop stars and they just come on, they perform their songs and that's it. And I really found like Betty, she's talking. She even had a musical theater reference in there that had you. uh, Yeah, she was like, I'm in New York and she started singing NYC from Annie. And I was like, there was like, you know, seven and a half people that were like, Annie. And like, I was like, I was one of them. And I was like, oh my God, Annie. Yes. She's like, NYC. And she embraces New York. She, her music just flows really well. She's relatable. I really like that venue, the Hammerstein Ballroom. There's in New York, for those of you maybe who aren't familiar with New York, there are any kind of venues. There's small little underground basements and then there's MetLife and Madison Square Garden and there's everything in between. Even Radio City has its Perks concert, Beacon Theater concert versus no concert. Where are you sitting and watching or something where you need to sit versus stand? I like the how high the stage is in Emerson Ballroom. I like how close you can get because it's general mission on the floor, yet mm-hmm. there's still seats upstairs. I just like the location of it. I like a lot of things about Emerson Ballroom. Yeah. I think that's a great venue. I actually think it's one of the better ones as well. I mean, I like Terminal 5 and I like Emerson Ballroom and you know, sometimes we do go to concerts and it's so hard to see, but yeah. at least Betty's tall. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> so, and we really just, I just really enjoy it. And her. she sounds she, great. Yeah. And the little choreo that she does, it's just, she's a fun time. So I definitely think if people, if the big tour has not come to you yet and it is coming to you, mm. I highly suggest mm-hmm. you going and checking mm-hmm. Betty out because that was so much fun. And, and the night before that, we yes. went down to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, which let's talk about venue first before we tell them what they, we saw. Okay. That's a stunning venue. Yeah. The New Jersey Performing Arts Center is huge. I've never been. And we I never even really heard of it. No, and it's like, and big acts there. Audra's going there soon. There's some big names going there. What an amazing venue. We saw the 25th anniversary tour of Riverdance. Tis the season for Riverdance. Yes, I should have been wearing my green. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've seen bits and pieces of clips here and there, but I've never seen it, whether the full video of it or live. Mm -hmm. 25 years later, here we are. Um, You've seen the original in video, right? Well, I've seen the video. My parents had it on VHS Mm -hmm. as I was growing up. So I... Really, while watching it, I didn't know if they were actually going to be doing the actual twenty, uh, the actual River Dance show from back then, which they were. Yeah, and obviously, it's different, a different cast of characters there um, performing these yeah. roles. But it was definitely a nice thing to see live. I mean, I was a child when that yeah. originally came yeah. out. Yeah. So. What did you think of this of this concert of this tour? Rather, um, it was a lot of fun. I think uh, it. I think it's aged well. Yeah. You know, and I think it's it's still great. I would love to see a kind of more, like, reimagined version of Riverdance maybe now. Um, well, they, they added projections. They tried to add some of that in. I It sounds like 45 instruments are playing at times, and there's three people up there, so they must have tracks being put in. Yeah. Um, the dancing is in, incredible. I, I don't know how they do that. Like, it's just amazing that they do that. It's, it's very good. entertaining. And they're telling a story. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, listen, I would I would... I, it's definitely like a bucket list thing, like see Riverdance, because why not, you know? Yeah. The audience seems to enjoy it. Um, there's, they're trying to put a little bit of a story to it. Could it have it's a complete... Like, uh, you know, it's like dancing. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's like dancing. Could it, could, could it have a complete overhaul? That's what I'm that's Sure, what I'm I feel like, like it could have a complete overhaul of, like, costumes and and... Do the same style of dance, but maybe tell a different story, tell it differently, add some levels of stage, right. maybe add, I don't know, just change it up right, a bit. I'm saying, I know it's a 25th anniversary of it, but uh, what is a more reimagined 20th, uh, 25th anniversary yeah. of this? Like, we just saw 
dancing, Bob Fosse's dancing, and was I reimagined. Think that was reimagined from right. what it was. Right. So you know, does a river dance have something similar right. to that? You know. So. Yeah. But, it was, but cool. it was great. It was cool. It was great to see, and it was great to see during the Irish Holy Season. Yes, oh, and it was and it, it clearly sells because the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, which is ah. a huge space, was full. Totally, yeah, that was full. something we were actually supposed to see right as New York City was shutting down. Yeah, at Radio City, it was supposed to be yeah. tickets, and they almost played their whole run at Radio City, and I think we actually had tickets to the last performance. So this was our time to find yeah it's a reschedule or yeah. these times when it came back yeah mm-hmm. so great great great, great um, things. seeing lots of good things seeing lots of good things and sometimes seeing bad things oh well <laughs> no pun intended yeah we are getting ready to talk about the broadway show that we've seen recently recently andrew lloyd weber's bad cinderella which we know that everyone has been waiting for yes this. everyone's like we can't wait to hear what they thought of that we saw this this is playing at the imperial theater in new york uh this is music by andrew lloyd weber book by emerald fennel and lyrics by david zippel um choreography by joanne m hunter directed by lawrence connor uh, it's a, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber's take on Cinderella. It was called Cinderella in London. It, it closed there. It didn't do very well there. It's now here in New York with the new title, Bad Cinderella. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. I want to start off by saying that I always admire the work that people put into a show. Mm-hmm. There are many, many people employed right now on that show mm-hmm. and working. And I will never sit here and shun or look down upon the work that people are doing in a post-pandemic world live on stage eight times a week. There are some phenomenal dancers in that show. There are some amazing orchestra players there. Some of the design was beautiful. So I think we need to highlight where highlight is due. Yes. With that said. Are you going to go first? I don't know. <laughs> Should I or you? What do you? Let's go. Why don't you go first? I just wanted to do that disclaimer because I feel like that's really important mm. in this industry. But now let's talk about the show. <laughs> Thank you for doing the disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) It's important. It's important. Okay, go. No, it is important. I I did, if I had to do the disclaimer, I was going to say that Bad Cinderella had limited moments of greatness, but ultimately (laughs) it does not know what it wants to be. It does not know what it wants to be. And like, I think like, I'm going to bluntly say this, but, and this is like a little bit of a story as well while we were at this show. But during intermission, we made friends with our neighbors in the aisle yep. here. And we it was we were just having a little powwow laugh session here because they're theater goers, we're theater goers, and we were having a good time. Anyway, I turned to her and I said, do you watch RuPaul? And she said, do I watch RuPaul? <laughs> and I said, okay, good. Because I said to her, I was like, isn't this like a really bad version of a RuPaul's Drag Race musical? and i'm like and she's like oh my god yes and i'm like and i'm saying that kindly because i actually think some of the rusicals on rupaul are very funny and great we actually just saw one this past weekend when they did the footloose rusical and i was what wigloose Wigloose, (laughs) based on footloose but um i i said this because i was like at least in rupaul with this rusical style thing it knows what it is this show doesn't know what it is. Is it camp? Is it serious? Is it a rock musical? Is it a classical musical? Is it a great take on Cinderella? And you know what? I, and I'm really coming to the conclusion on this. Cinderella needs to be done. <laughs> Cinderella needs to be done. It's so tired. Well, we all know the Brandy Whitney Houston, Roger Hammerstein Cinderella is the best Cinderella ever. 
Okay, but that's still like the basic <laughs> Cinderella story. I'm so tired of seeing a Cinderella story. But 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 yes, it is this thing that just people and it's maybe Americans or maybe British people too are just obsessed with that story. I don't know what the obsession is. Disney. I mean, name every major production. There's so many different. But versions hasn't of. it already been mastered by some? I don't know why we're still trying to reinvent yeah. the wheel with Cinderella. Well, here's here's my thoughts on this. Okay. Andrew Lloyd Webber, why? Like, why, why are you doing this right now? You have created such mega shows. Yes, he has had flops before. And people sometimes forget that. Yeah. He had a show, I think it was Women in White. Uh, he had He's had some shows that are just didn't do well. Yeah. Um, he has a Phantom sequel out there that does, doesn't seem to do well. So what are you doing with your time and money? With all the money and all of these new scripts and young writers and new stories that we could be bringing, yeah. what are you doing spending so much money on this? Right. It is very lost of a production. It has no idea what it wants to be. It's almost so strayed from the plot of Cinderella that it's not Cinderella. Right. That's what blows my mind. There's no, there's very, she knows the prince already. She's friends with him already. But then at the end, they don't have to be prince and princess because the other prince comes back. That's not the story of Cinderella. So maybe this should have been called like a different name. I don't know right. why this is called that. Um, I, I, there's, there's, lags at times i don't think all of the performances are that great some things are stronger than others if i actually don't mind okay so let me talk about some things i thought the costumes were actually pretty good i thought there were some beautiful Most of costumes them were great and then they gave her i don't know i know she's in like i don't know what she's wearing they're trying to show that she's this rebellious person in the town which is like but, also not cinderella so like i don't understand it like match the theme of the, yeah. the overall piece i don't know it it's, doesn't know what it wants to be i will say at times there are a couple big orchestral swell moments. I'm like, oh, there's the Angela Weber. Up, oh, and then we go 20 minutes and I'm like, what's going on? And then, oh, there's the Angela Weber that we know and love. Up, oh, it's gone again. It's just this hit or miss, hit or miss. Having all the guys shirtless in a dance number with the queen. I don't know what the point of that is. I, it's very lost on me. It's I don't so know. Lost. And I think that's the point that we're kind of talking here. Like, the talent on the stage is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I would applaud every mm -hmm. single one of them because a lot of them are doing... So many great things, but the material that, that they are given, given uh -huh. Uh -huh. is just, what is this? Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what to say because I'm looking at this and I'm saying, how are some of the, and I'm not talking about the people on the stage, but everyone on the creative team of this, how are they okay with putting something like this on the stage? Like, do they sit there and actually say, wow, this is really good. This is my best work. I don't know, but it didn't do well in London. I know it was surrounded by a pandemic and it tried to reopen and then it didn't do well. And I, I don't know why. Sometimes I will say things do bad in London and well here. And sometimes things do bad here and well in London. So that's not a good formula to be basing no, off. No, not at all. And, but, but with getting the bad reviews that it did and literally changing the name of the production to Bad Cinderella. It's almost like they're playing into it. They're trying to play into this, but the camp in this show is not executed. No. It could have been. It's trying to be a camp show. It's not. And you know where the real camp was really ruined from me? When I needed to be invested in the first number. When a theater doesn't know how to get their ushers to not see people during the first number. Yeah. Because I we, watched, we're watching the first number and these people are standing up and the ushers trying to get them to sit. And I'm like, you got to wait till the, and then oh, the number's over. And the doesn't know what he's doing I know. this. Uh, we were just at Shocked recently and I could not go back to my seat after intermission because the number started and they said, oh, no, no. Wait till the applause. Wait because people are going to miss what's happening in the story. I'm sorry. If you're late to a 8 o'clock show and it's 8.10 when it's starting – 
you're going to wait in yeah. the back of the theater. Yeah, right, for at least the first five minutes. Yeah. yeah. I will also say this. Carolee Carmelo is the name in this show. Mm-hmm. Carolee Carmelo is holding the show together. I'm sorry. That woman is a three, two or three time Tony nominee. She know, always knows what she's doing on stage. It's a little over the top at times. I understand that the role calls for that. I always wanted to see her on stage. I found that she was the glue for me for this piece. She was what was like brought in to kind of glue some of these people together. Because without her, I don't know what this would have been. I think this would have been even worse. And I don't even know how to, you know, say that. Um, I just thought she was really strong. The woman really knows what she's doing. And I think that that's a good thing for this production. Yes. And now we've seen Carol Lee Carmelo in two shows this season. This season 1776 yeah. and Bad Cinderella. And I'm so sorry for her. But <laughs> I know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the woman, she needs to work. And this is the work that she's getting. So good for you. I loved her gowns. I loved what she looked like. I just think this is, I just don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it's just really unfortunate. I don't understand what's going on. You're in one of the largest theaters in America doing one of this huge mega show. And it's like, do people think they're going to see Cinderella? Do you bring your kids? Do you not? I is this enjoyable? I don't even know if you bring your kids to this because actually some of there the was things like that was happening There some inappropriate in it things at times. Like the sexual innuendo around things. And it was just weird at times. And it almost seemed perverted at times yeah. in weird ways. Uh, um, yeah, no. I'm not do sure. Do you want to do, I mean, is standout performance Carolee for you? Standout performance is Carolee for me, I would say. Lenny Janayo is playing Cinderella. She's She's got to carry a lot of the show. She, I didn't mind her, but it wasn't anything that I would say come close to Carolee, what she's doing in it. Yeah, you know? I don't know. She was fine. I also but thought. I think. Yes. I think mine okay, give yours, because I have another. My standout performance goes to Mr. Raymond Baynard because okay, I'm sorry, he is so dreamy. And <laughs> yes. I, I could not take my eyes yeah, off hard. of him in MJ, and yeah. I could not take my eyes off of him in Bad Cinderella. Yeah. And he is a dancer, and he's got the body, and he yeah. looks great. Uh-huh. He's great. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's my standout performance because again, I was so drawn to him. Yeah, and as an ensemble member, you can really like whoa, stand yeah. out in that way. Yeah. I was also going to do a shout out to um, the queen, Grace McLean. I actually thought she, she was, was really great. Well, her and Carolee worked well together. They actually had a number together, and I was like, oh, great. These are two characters. And I didn't like the number. <laughs> I said, what is this song? Yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, there were moments, and then there weren't. And I don't know. I was very disappointed. Well, I was also, it's another show with forgettable music. Yeah. You know, Bad Cinderella, they're like, the title track that they kind of keep playing they just keep over playing and over, it all again, over. But it, it's the title of your show so i can't even really say that's the memorable song it's just the title yeah. of your show um it was unfortunate because i was at times i was like oh i just want this to be better and i don't know what's going on i don't know if it's really selling i don't know i, I just didn't really enjoy it and i hate to say that but you got to be honest and you got to be honest. i'm being completely and honest i'm not I'm, trying to be rude and you I know feel like i'm going to tie this in here because i feel like i have a final statement okay. to kind of wrap up this bad cinderella unless you have something else nope. okay and this might be an unpopular opinion but i find a lot of people are saying the same thing about this show well we have to Embrace it and enjoy it because it's a job for everyone. And I get that statement. But at the same time, if the work is not good, why do we have to applaud it? Mm. Okay, so that's like a question to everyone. And if this was not on the stage, would something else be there that all of those performers could Could be working working on? Yeah. Okay, so that's one thing. But I'm going to go as far as to say this. In the music industry, 
where people work just as hard as the Broadway sure. space and they put out an album and they put out a music video and they put out a single. How many times do people not listen to it, not enjoy it, give their own opinions on it? And guess what? If the album flops, it flops. And no one kind of does the same thing in the music industry that the Broadway community loves to do all the time. No, we have to support it. We have to support it. Well, I see albums and music all the time where people are like, oh, no, that was terrible. I'm not going to listen to it. Mm. You know? But the uh, money talks, and it will be shown in the grosses of this if this doesn't sell. I am noticing that the grosses of the last few weeks have been not great, yet it says 98% capacity seating. So clearly, are tickets being papered? Are they just trying to get people in the seats to talk about this? Because yes, they're not but, pulling in this, the money for a 98% house. So. No, but my question to this, though, is why do we have to support it if it's not good? Right, because well, you're trying to support the industry, and you're trying to support people working in the industry. And at the end of the day, that's I, what. But I'm want. not saying I don't want those people right. to be working. They should be in something else. Right. Give another show. Well, that's Give the it, opportunity. There's only what 41 Broadway houses. Yeah. Okay. There's plenty of shows that want to come into that space, and I don't think I should be running and telling everyone that I know to go see Bad Cinderella. But I will say, if you want to join into the bad hype of this and you don't want to feel left out, you should go yeah. see it. <laughs> so no, you should go see I, Bad Cinderella I, if you want to see how bad I'm the not bad quite, hype There's is. so many other wonderful things playing right now to go spend your time and money on. I just couldn't get through this. I, I, I tried. I really did try. I was like, maybe it'll be good. And yes, but I did see some people are like, wait, I think this is so bad. I actually need to go see it now to see what all the hype yeah. is around it. Yeah. But. That's bad to know. Oh, there we are. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and another, a few other Broadway notes you have, right? I think we've got there were some, some Yeah, there were some Broadway announcements that I wanted to kind of ask you and get your opinions yeah. on. Um, do you think it's interesting that they're moving the Wicked release date from December, Christmas 2024, to Thanksgiving 2024? It's not interesting because things like that happen all the time. They move a week here or a week there. But it's why the are they same making a big deal about it? Because it's now you have a longer holiday season to see it and because people are waiting, they know that we're waiting very, very long. By the way, it's not this Thanksgiving. No. It's 2024's Thanksgiving. So okay. they're just building hype for it and keeping, re reminding people that it's coming. I don't well, think we know it's coming. Yep. So it's Christmas. So now we can go now see. Next, now Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah a few, <laughs> we get to go a few weeks earlier to see Wicked. Great. And then we got to wait another year for this part too. So, I mean, we're going to be, how old are we going to be when this movie finally comes out? Yeah. But, yeah, interesting. The real question is, will Wicked still be on Broadway when... Of course, uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, we said that about Phantom. Well, <laughs> true, you never know. Um, also, it was announced that Room with Adrian Warren that's supposed to be coming this season is getting postponed indefinitely. What are your thoughts on this? My thoughts on that are... That is a situation where I really feel for the people working in this yeah. industry because they were mid-rehearsal. You show up to a rehearsal room and someone tells you we're done. And what's difficult about that is Adrian Warren and some of the team members just made a video and they said, we have no idea what's going on either. An investor pulled out and it's done and we don't even know what exactly is going on. Mm -hmm. And to be invested in that and to think you're going to be – and some people are making Broadway debuts – that's got to be so hard. Which I feel is a for show all that them. I was excited. For. Yeah, because I don't know much about it, but I was really. Ex I heard it was going to be amazing. So I do hope it'll come next season, or it'll come. Maybe it'll go out of town somewhere first, or whatever. But um, it is very unfortunate to hear. So hopefully they find their footing in a few months. Mm. Yeah. And another thing is they finally announced that the Stephen Sondheim musical, his final musical, 
Here We Are is getting its off-Broadway staging in 2023. He, he was, Sondheim, right before his death, was very public about this. I think he went on Stephen Colbert a few months before he passed and talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, I had a feeling that this was going to be in the wings. And whether his estate or his family or his friends are going to finish this up for him, he was working with someone. Yeah. So there, it wasn't like he was doing it alone. No. So I'm sure, I mean, and could you imagine what I was thinking about when I heard this is, could you imagine what the tickets are going to be? Oh, the know. last Sondheim show ever written that no one's heard. Oh my God! You better start saving up now. That's gonna and it's off Broadway. Maybe it'll transfer to Broadway after it does an off Broadway run. But oh man, that is gonna be a hard ticket. Could you imagine? So, do you know what someone said? They were like, "Can uh, we calm down by doing everything Sondheim right now? Can we let his legacy continue to live on? Why are we doing all of the Sondheim stuff immediately after?" He yeah, dies? that's because people miss him and and they love his work. And so I think some things will. Into the Woods had just wrapped up. Now we have Sweeney Todd. Merrily We Roll Along, though, is coming this fall. So we don't really get a much of I mean, you know, there's always something. Sondheim worked on a lot. Yeah. He did a lot. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff in the Broadway space. <laughs> and we're wrapping up today with some bop or flops. Bop or flop, so yes. let's dive into this and see what are these top pop picks that came out this weekend. So for the pop music drop this week, we're going to get... Richie's bop or flop. Here we go. Okay. Starting with Taylor Swift. She released an unreleased song from Lover, and she also released three of her old um, Taylor version tracks, two from the Hunger Games soundtrack and one from something else. I forget what it is. But anyway... Taylor Swift, all of the girls you loved before. Bop, love it. Love it. Love it. Just have love a good her. vibe with that. Yep, I love Love Her. I, if you listen to the song closely, this actually kind of feels like a song that either comes in leading into Love Her, or it just it has the same melody. So yep. I, I really like that. She also kicked off her Eras tour on Friday night. And yeah, we're going in May. Can we just say something? She is playing for three hours and ten minutes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be the longest pop concert you've ever been to. Oh, yeah. But all the music's good. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. Yes. Can't wait. Up next, we have Lana Del Rey with The Grants. This is actually the intro to her upcoming album, which we will be listening to next week. So be excited. What did you think? I don't know how I feel about this. I'm just getting the same thing from Lana every time. It's very overproduced vocal. It's a very Enya-esque echo on it. And I just, it all sounds the same to me. So I don't really, I'm not obsessed with this. I like her. I really do. I like her old stuff, especially. It's the same slow BPM. It's the same echoed vocal. I don't know. Just not working for me. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I'm being honest. Does anybody agree this, with me? This song is that? great. It is such an album opener and it is so theatrical. I just could see this staged so well. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, up next, we have Joy Oladukin and Noah Khan, where we're all gonna die. This I put Bop. I liked this. Oh, great! Yeah, I liked this. Yeah, that, what a relatable song. Yeah, it was fun. We're all gonna die. What are we gonna do? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> then we have Becca and Tears. Oh yeah, this was nice. Bop. I put this nice. Bop, yep, yep, this, yep. This one was nice because it has like the Bop Club feel. Yeah, it has, uh-huh. it's very similar to like the Dua Lipa sound right now. And then we have Snake Ships and Takei Mendoza. Uh, Show me the money. Yes, love this. I wrote yes next to it. Yes. <laughs> I did really like this one. Yeah, this was great. I yeah. actually discovered this on a playlist where she has another song, uh, a cover of Where Is My Mind, which is just amazing. Everyone's going to need to check that out. And then last but not least, this is, okay, this isn't my favorite of the week, but it's Curtis Waters and Himbo. This I also wrote Bop, yes, because <laughs> I really like this one. Yeah. 
you know, it's so funny because I love calling myself a bimbo, but now I'm a himbo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh that's God. the popper drop this week, you know. F- five out of six? Yeah, um, uh, I got five out of six, yeah. Five out of six. I'm feeling Lana not, this week. Not feeling Lana. We'll Sorry. see about if he likes the album, if he changes Maybe like I did with Ali and AJ. Exactly. Full circle there, so. Oh my gosh, we really are out of time. We're going quick here. So thank you all so much for listening. We talked about a lot today. Thanks for chiming in and, and tuning in and listening to us. We got more coming, lots of Broadway coming, lots of pop coming. So every week, and our new release is Mondays now, Mondays everyone. Now. So we have Monday release day. Every week you can listen. Wake up on Monday, it'll be out. You can listen to it on your drives to work, your commutes to work. Monday morning on a recap of all weekend things. So yeah. it's wonderful. Thank you all so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed. Um, please follow us at Half Hour Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, wherever you follow us like comment subscribe uh especially our instagram we're doing a lot with our instagram lately and our insta stories make sure you're following us there at half hour podcast more to come in the future weeks Mm -hmm. so signing off for now i'm richie and i'm jeff saying ta-ta Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.